0: is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson.
1: And it is, Matt, Monday, April 24th. Or April 4th, I should say. 24th. Wow. That would really be <laughs> something. But we're just a little over three weeks out from the NFL draft. Yeah, uh, how about it? Things are happening quick. They, they really are. And so I thought we would start the show today. Uh, you know, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin said something interesting last week at the, uh, at the, at the NFL meetings. They both said that the signings that they have made uh, in free agency wouldn't preclude them from, stop, from, from drafting a player at any of those positions. And while there might be some truth to that, I think there are some positions that that they've taken better care of than others. For example, I I think interior offensive line is much lower now on the, on the, on the need, you know, charts They're obviously they're not going to, you know, if, if everybody else is gone that they would take, they would still probably take an interior offensive line. If that's who they have graded the highest,
2: but <laughs> I just don't yeah. know if I see that. Uh, I urge people to even check out our Friday show because you could sit here and say, Yeah, but they're not going to take a tight end or a running back. Well, we did a mock draft and we took a tight end and a running back. <laughs> you know, what I mean that's where the value is at. That's you're right. And and I'm referring to the late rounds. I'm not even talking about day two. Right. So if they take a guard center prospect in the sixth round, they're not lying. But right, none yeah. of us would be like, boy, what would you do that for? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, take yeah. so pace back. They see a guy, out,
1: they, they've got a third round grade on the guy, and it's a sixth round, and he's a clean prospect. They, you know, they probably take him just to take him.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, because because of the value, a hundred percent. And I think that's we'll go position by position, like you said. But I think there's a handful of positions that fit that criteria. Is yeah. if it's too good to pass up or. If it's the fifth, sixth, seventh round, some of that stuff gets thrown out the window too. Like this, yeah. this guy's a fourth rounder where he's in the sixth round. I know he's only a guard, but things change pretty quick around here. What if Dotson gets hurt again? And all of a sudden by week 10, he's starting and, you know, uh, those things happen.
1: Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll put a, we'll go through position by position and we'll put a number value on it. One through five, one being the lowest and five being the highest priority. Highest
2: priority. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, Um, We'll start at the quarterback position because that's all anybody ever wants to talk about. I, I, to me, Matt, I see the quarterback (laughs) position for the Steelers right now with, with what they
2: have on the roster is kind of a, it's like kind of a three. (laughs) We've been doing this too long. I was good. I can make an argument for a one. I could absolutely make an argument for a five, but I was going to call it a three and I'm weighing it with what's available. You know, I mean, frankly, if they were picking 20 last year and with this group of quarterbacks and this roster. Yeah, no, with what what do they now have? Right, right. I mean, if we if it was last year's group of people coming in the league with this current Steeler team, I'd put it at four or four and a half thinking, hey, if Matt Jones gets you get 20, you nail him. Or, you know, if somebody gets outside the top 10, a Fields, a Lance, and, you know, not knowing how the draft's going to fall, I might give something up to go get him. So now it becomes more of a priority because there's more fish in this pond that, that I like.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I don't know that I'm not tra- If I'm the Steelers, I'm not trading up into the top 10 to get Malik Willis. Much as I like Malik Willis, I'm not going to make that move. Now, if he falls to 12 to 15 and that starts to happen, then I consider it.
2: I know this is what everyone wants to talk about, and I wish I had a firmer stance on it. And I'm sure I will because I'm still really accumulating my opinion. Because frankly, I'm liking Ritter more than I used to. I'm liking How less than I used to. I'm liking Willis a little less than I used to. I'm not super excited about Pickett. You know, yada yada. You know, my opinions on these players keep changing. I mean, yeah. I, I, well, I just I, I, I
1: did a mock draft uh, over the weekend for DK Pittsburgh Sports.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I I passed on quarterback in the first round. Willis was gone. Yeah, uh, I passed on Pickett. I took uh, well the cornerback the was there uh, from Washington. Duffy Duffy was there. Okay, I took yeah. I took McDuffie, and then I traded up in the second round to get rid See, I, I
2: I like that a lot. I mean. went from fifty
1: two to forty two. I gave up next year's third to do it mm-hmm. to move up and get rid And you know, some people liked it.
2: A, a lot of people killed me for it. But I'm like, I'm sure, it did. But- that would be a good value. See, I think Ritter's a really good prospect, but I and but if you're getting him at that cost, I'm a lot more on board with it. Um, again, I, I don't have a strong opinion. Part of me can make a very strong argument that I wouldn't trade up for any of them. Part of me doesn't even care what the names are. But I do believe that you can't overspend on a – there's no such thing as overspending on a franchise right.
1: quarterback. And and, and and giving up just a third-round pick next year to get that quarterback – get a quarterback get that a you shot can at one. Yeah. potentially develop. Like, if you were comparing Desmond Ritter to Jordan Love, I think I like Ritter
2: better than Love. I do, too. Oh, I definitely do. Like, if you told me you could trade next year's third and this year's second for Jordan Love – Or you could use those to move up for Ritter. I would definitely rather move up for Ritter. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I also think you need to factor in Trubisky in this whole conversation, too. Like, I was asked this morning, this version of Trubisky, where does he go in this draft? I think he's top quarterback. I think he's one or two. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts on Willis are and how you can develop him, which brings me to this conversation about Willis, too, is the Willis to Pittsburgh thing is perfect for Willis. Willis to Seattle or Carolina or somewhere where he's going to ask to be do something, especially on an organization that doesn't really have a strong foundation, I think would be bad for his development and the young man, where if he comes here and he can truly redshirt slash be a package player and is smart and as hard a worker as we think he is, he has a much better chance of hitting, in my opinion, than yeah. if Washington takes him. Yeah, you know?
1: I, I think he could do that in Atlanta too, because there would be no pressure to play him because they know they're going to be bad, and they've got Mariota there, and, and they wouldn't necessarily.
2: See, that's easy for us play to say. Right you your zero and six, and the
1: press is killing you. And I think they expect have, to be that. I don't think. Here's the thing yeah. about the the Atlanta Falcons. They're horrible. Nobody cares.
2: No, that's also important,
1: right? I mean, it, it, it's not. They're you know they're not they're behind the Braves in that town,
0: yeah.
2: And they're yeah, and yeah. they're behind the Hawks, and no one's going to going to work grumpy on Monday morning if they're zero and two, right? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think and he's a, he's an Atlanta guy. I could see them.
1: I think he grew up like twenty three miles from downtown Atlanta, mm-hmm. so I could see them. You know, t- doing that and. and you know they could they could certainly run a similar style of offense with with Mariota. Oh yeah, and you know nobody good around them. Right. It just yeah. So I could see that happening, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I think I think quarterbacks are three. I don't see it as the pressing need. I think they while they didn't necessarily find you know we don't know we don't know we don't know what Mitch Trubisky is. They don't know what Mitch Trubisky is. They haven't had him mm-hmm. on the field for a single workout yet. Right, right, right. He's just a part of the equation right now. But if if they don't get a quarterback in the draft, it's not the end of the world.
2: Oh, I don't think so either. I don't think it's the end of the world at all. That's why I was going to give it a three is if they grab one, I'll get behind it and I'll understand a hundred percent. If they don't touch one at all, I'll a hundred percent, you know, understand that too and say, Mitch, you know, sink or swim. And we'll figure it out later. If you, if you sink, Um, what was I going to say about that? (sighs) And even
1: if you hey, do, but, even if you do draft one, Trubisky's eight million dollars base salary next year. He's very tradable, right? Because he's going to play this year, even if yeah, you draft yeah. one. And somebody will have a, a quarterback need next year, and they'll they'll say, "Hey, we'll give you a fourth Second round pick, pick or, for yeah, yeah, third for for Mitch Trubisky right. because he's you know, it's eight million dollars.
2: It's, it's very tradable. Yeah, hundred percent. So, I, oh, here's what I was going to say is I'm sure there's some listeners going. OK, you put a three on this right in the middle of the road from one to five, even though the Steelers currently have the <laughs> I'm just going to throw a random number out there, the 25th quarterbacks, best quarterback situation in the league. That number has to be higher, guys. It has to be a four or five. But <laughs> it's not like, hmm, should I take Lawrence Fields, Lance or, you know, right <laughs> or lock or you, know, you have to like, factor
1: in where you're picking, too.
2: And what's it, available. And
1: right? what's available. And I don't know that they're 25th right now.
2: I just randomly threw well, that. I know. On, I, I know, used to right. have a number out.
1: I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't know if I had to sit down and rank their quarterback situation.
2: I mean, fourth where do you, in the division. Where do you put Justin Fields at? I'd rather have their quarterback situation than the Steelers, though. Would you? Would you rather the Jets, though? No. I still have really high hopes for Fields and Lance. I never had high hopes for Wilson. That's fine, but they haven't shown
1: it yet. No, at right. least at least Trubisky has something of a track record where he's he's gone out. and He has a winning record as a quarterback.
2: Oh, I know. I like him. I mean, don't get you me know, wrong.
1: Th- these these other guys are, you know, yeah, they're, they're 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 nice prospects, but they
2: haven't shown it yet. No, not close. It's approved me. You know, you, you got to show me in this league. So I think here's where we differ. Then hypothetical. Lynch or the you know, the Bears GM calls you up and says, give us your whole quarterback room for Fields or Lance. That's a different that's a different conversation. Because so therefore the, I think they're in better shape than the,
1: the ceiling, Rock. the ceiling for those guys is higher, but the floor is also lower.
2: Oh, they're far from out of the woods. I mean, yeah. I won't argue with that. I would just rather have the Bears or Especially for, for Lance that situation. I think Especially the floor, for Lance, right. The
1: floor on Lance is I mean, people are talking about Lance is Willis,
2: to a large yes, degree. To a large degree, one hundred percent. And I'm not sure how much that year experience really helped him because he didn't play the year before. He the yeah, he didn't play at
1: all. Uh, he only started what fifteen games or something like that in college yeah. football. He only he's only thrown like he only threw like three hundred and fifty passes in college yeah. football. So he's so, very
2: raw. I mean, to the Colbert Tomlin point. We won't be objective. You know, we won't won't ignore any position because we think we're set there. But I'm not taking the 40th best player at 20 just because he's a quarterback. Right. That's not, and that's where I think a
1: lot of the mock drafts out there are going kind of sideways, having the Steelers just pick a quarterback just to pick a quarterback.
2: And part of it's because we've both been that mock drafter you don't want the whole round to go with no quarterbacks. <laughs> so, well, there's know, that. Like, yeah. You know, Like we can't just have a zero quarterback first round. Steelers are an obvious landing spot. You know, that's kind of the Saints were. They're not going to take one either.
1: Right. Uh, let's move on. Um, stay in the backfield running back.
2: Uh, 1.5. It's not a, it's not a D minus or an F, but it's low on the priority list and, but they need to bring somebody in. Yeah. I was
1: going to say a two. Okay. Um, you know, if, if again, I, I think I I actually liked the running back class a little bit more now than I did I'm a more month about to ago. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hundred percent. Like uh, those. There'll be a six rounder when we're on the air going. I'll take him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, could, yeah, yeah. he he could beat out Anthony McFarland or he could beat out Benny
2: Snell. You mm-hmm. know. No, I hundred percent agree. Um, let's go to tight end because it's almost the same conversation. Yeah, tight end to me is a one. it's, it's a one to me. It's probably the lowest on the whole team.
1: Yeah, I, I think you got you've got two guys there with NFL experience that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I, I like Kevin Rader. Um, you know they they've got some other guys there that that you know could potentially be your three. Um, I think that room's pretty solid. Not that you would again, as we did last Friday, you would turn your nose up on a a really good prospect in the later rounds. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not going
2: go to go out of. I think it's a plan. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. agree. I, I have um, to be a- it would be a one-off. I mean, it would be a, you know, not the usual. Yeah. Uh, let's say uh, offensive tackle. Two and a half.
1: See, I would go three there. Okay. I wouldn't, I'm not going to turn my nose up at a good prospect, a, a good offensive tackle. Um, and I'd like to add one at some point in this draft.
2: Oh, I got it wrong. I, I was thinking one was the highest number again. Yeah, so no, I meant three and, a half. <laughs> no, okay. I three and a half. Okay, three and a half. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like – because I don't think they'll take one around one, and I don't think I would either unless something weird happens, but I think they better add one right, yes, absolutely yeah. okay, yeah okay uh
1: interior offensive lineman, one and a half I was gonna say maybe a two there maybe mm-hmm. maybe might be might even be one yeah um, I just i mean you've got you've got four capable centers mm-hmm. you've got you've got right. You've, you've got four guys for t- you know basically two guard spots i mean they they've got guys with starting experience on that line i, I still it, it's funny to me i still see for hear from fans that well they have to draft an offensive lineman they got to find a center i'm like are you crazy no you're not looking at the depth they're not they're not they brought in, right they're not they're not
2: drafting a center that's nuts that's nuts i mean a pure center that can only do that i mean he has to beat out a lot of dudes just yeah, to even just to even make the roster let alone see the field, you know? Right. So, right. I, I'm thinking about a six round interior lineman that starts the season on the practice squad.
1: Yeah. But he might get scooped up, you know, by somebody right. else. Right, 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 that, right. That's always the, the problem with that wide receiver. Uh, four and a half. I might go five there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to add somebody in this draft to, to wide receiver position.
2: Have to. We, they have to. Maybe I mean, we didn't he, lay down the rules. But, you know, I'm sitting here thinking the Falcons wide receivers are fives. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I, I get that. But I think
1: the Steelers are pretty close to that. You know, the yes, they have their two starters, mm-hmm. but you play
2: more than two.
1: And, you know, uh, Gunner even will even
2: two starters aren't set in stone. Swan and Stallworth. Right. You know, uh, Gunner Hey Sh- Johnson yeah. and Claypool's. You know, his story's not quite written.
1: Gunnar Olszewski doesn't move the, the needle for nope, me. Nope, Anthony nope. Miller's nice if if he's your four or five, but you know you want to do better than that. I, I think they need to potentially add two
2: guys there. I think they need to add two guys there, right, including potentially a first-round pick. Right, yeah, definitely. Uh, um, I, yeah, so yeah, that, I think that's their biggest need right
1: now. Uh, moving over to the other side of the ball, uh, defensive
2: line. We'll throw nose tackle and defensive end in the same – Category. Yeah, let's just call that the D-line room. And, and I think we both agree that nose types, and that doesn't mean a six foot, 360-pound guy, but you know, somebody that lines up over the center is more pressing than the, the big wiry long defensive end types they've had. Correct. Yeah. To me, I don't know now what kind of number if way. we
1: separated that, I would say defensive end is a one and a half. Yes. And I would say that nose tackle given what they have on the roster right now is probably a three.
2: Okay. I think that's fair. I didn't know what number to put on it because, uh, and again, I'll do more homework, but there's really only like four or five players in this draft to me that would be on my short list for Steeler D lineman. Yeah. I'm not it's, just adding one to add one because they haven't, their, their numbers already pretty much fill the roster but, yeah, I'll take Jordan Davis. You know, I mean. Right, yeah. You, you know, it has to be a, a star. I, there were people saying,
1: ca- saying, uh, you know, would you trade up, asking me if we, uh, when I did my mock draft over the weekend, would you trade up to get Jordan Davis? I'm like, no. The only, the only thing I would trade for in this draft, if I'm the Steelers, I would move up for a wide receiver if there's
2: one I have to have. There might be a run. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of the wide receiver needy teams before the Steelers pick, yeah. Or a quarterback. Right. In any, and that's any draft because
1: when you don't have your franchise quarterback, if you see one that you think is a franchise or has the potential to be a franchise quarterback,
2: there's you, no price too much, right? Yeah, there,
1: there's there. yeah, there's no price that's, that's too high. If you're moving up for a defensive tackle, you better be what that one player away from being a
2: Super Bowl contender, <laughs> right? And I don't think that's the right way, right way to do it. You need your other picks. Especially for Um, a guy, you know, Jordan Davis, while I think he may be able to
1: be a pass rusher at the NFL level, he also may be a 20 snap a game player. Right. hundred percent. They traded down when they took Casey Hampton, they moved down three
2: picks. People forget that. Good point. And and frankly, if he comes, if they would draft him, lights up camp, Holy cow, this guy's a superstar. He's the next great Steeler D lineman. He's still probably plays fifty percent of the snaps.
1: Yeah, he's still not. <laughs> you know he, what I mean, he's still not on the field on passing downs ahead of Tua or, or Hayward.
2: No, I mean, maybe <laughs> I mean, even <laughs> Loudermilk goes ahead of him. I mean, they, like there's a lot of options where he doesn't. I love him. I'd love to add him to the mix. I I'm not giving up picks to go get him though. No, I mean, I think there's a real good chance D Lyman's their first round pick next year.
1: If it's not quarterback,
2: but yeah, that's yeah, always right. the asterisk.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. About um, edge guys? Edge guys, I would say that's a two. Okay. To me, the Gennard Avery signing is really interesting. Is he an edge? Is he an inside linebacker? Because
2: he's done both. They haven't really come out and said he's one or the other. Have no, they? no. Yeah. So I I think they'll probably start him out
1: on – they know he can play inside. Right. I think you start him out on the edge – well, I think it largely depends on what happens in the draft, too. If you draft okay. you draft a young edge guy, let's say in the sixth round, then you let the you let the rookie
2: get all the snaps here and you keep Avery on the inside. Okay. He's your, See, he's I was leaning one of your he, backups sir. He'd probably be more of an off-the-ball guy than edge guy. But I think let's put it this way. I think it's unlikely that they'll draft an edge. And an off the ball linebacker, I believe that's that's true. He right. serves he serves that dual purpose.
1: He's kind of like Arthur Moats was when they brought him in. Mm-hmm. Moats could, could line up at both spots. He was primarily an outside guy who could also play inside. I think Avery is an inside
2: guy, off the ball guy who can also play outside. Now, why is Anderson or Tyndall or some of those guys still here in the third round? We have to take them. Well, Gerard, get used to rushing the pass. Right? Yeah, you're going to you're gonna play <laughs> the edge. Yeah. yeah. So I'm with uh, you. It's a two. I, I don't think I can go with the camp with what I have right now.
1: No, I think you'll add one at one of the two positions. Mm-hmm.
2: But Maybe not Quincy Roche type of yeah. – uh, But not both. Too. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. So we kind of covered linebackers. I mean – Yeah. That one, to me, is less of a need because I do think – one of Flores's number one jobs here is get Bush back on track. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Make these guys and better. Make these guys better. We know what Spillane is and we can live with them. Avery can be a guy there. Buddy's still in the mix. They they spent money on Jack. He's never gonna leave the field. But Flores, if you can turn Bush into a dude, we have not given up on him yet. We don't see a need here, right or wrong. You know, I mean, uh, I understand that approach, but holy cow, Channing Tindall's there in the third round. We never thought he'd be there. They might grab him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Then you have to make your Then you can
2: make your decision about what you're going to do with Devin Bush's 50-year option. Mm -hmm. And then guys like Spillane and Buddy look at each other and go, we're probably fighting for one roster spot. Right. You know, so I don't know. Yes or no. You can only answer one word. They will draft an off-the-ball linebacker.
1: Yes or no? I,
2: <laughs> I think the answer is no. I don't think they'll draft an off the not think linebacker.
1: I don't think they're going to go out of their way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, like, but again, I, if the value is there, then you then you take them and you figure it out. Um, it's very know. Colbert fashion.
2: They can. Yeah. They don't need to. I just think there's a better chance they draft an edge than an off-the-ball we'll Put it this way. Miles Jack replaces Joe Schobert on the roster. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, anybody that you draft is fighting not not so much with Spillane as they are Marcus Allen and Buddy Johnson, Buddy Johnson. Yeah. yeah and those yeah. guys for a roster spot so mm-hmm. and probably more Marcus Allen than Buddy Johnson right agreed okay uh, let's move to cornerback two I would put that as a three I think you can always add corner hundred percent agree. I just think they have three that they're, they're happy with. I have three that they're happy with, but if you can overdraft one of those guys mm-hmm. or, or more specifically, if you can add a slot, a guy that, that, that is a really good slot. Yeah. I think you jump all over that.
2: I would, I mean, I would, I guess my numbers didn't reflect this, but if it's the third round and I drafted a quarter, drafted two offensive players and I'm sitting there looking at an edge, a second level linebacker and a corner and I have exact same grades on all three. I'm clearly taking the corner.
1: Yeah. I mean, mean, you know, as I mentioned the line, I guess. Yeah. I I took McDuffie um, in, in in my mock draft, not because that was a glaring need.
2: He was just too good to pass up. Yeah. 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 I think you never pass on a good and he could be your starting slot this year. If not more,
1: if not more. And
2: Mm. you know, that, that has great value. Yeah. I mean, corners are pricey too. I mean, you have Trent McDuffie for five years on a cost control contract, and he's going to play somewhere in your nickel and/or base the whole time. That's a hit. You could
1: actually play more dime even. You know, with you, you mm-hmm. now have four corners that you you know you could slide Sutton in on the dime, and play McDuffie in the in the slot as well in the dime. You got Miles Jack in the middle. I mean, you, they, yeah. you could you could really do some matchup if you know things there that uh, would cause teams some issues which also brings us to safety because I think that's a five. I would go four on that. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to sign somebody before the draft at that
2: position. If they do, I will definitely bump it to a three or a four, depending on what type but of I, but I think But
1: I think whatever signing it is is going to be a one- or two-year deal, probably a two. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would still like to add uh, – a nice, you know, a nice young prospect at that position because you'll again you'll find ways to get that guy on the field.
2: Right, one hundred percent. What do we call a Norwood? Is he a safety or a corner? He's kind of. We a never read his name. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he's going to see the field though. He'll see the f- people saying that he
1: he could be potentially be the strong safety or, com- or no, completely off track on wrong. that. He, he he's just not
2: capable. That's not his I, game. Ideally, when camp opens, though, I want to have three safeties I like better. Than Joseph, and right now we there's one, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, so and that's not unbelievably hard to do. One of them could be a two year deal at three million a year and and a second round pick. Yeah, no, I I agree.
1: Um, the specialists, they're good there. You know, taking yeah. any of those guys. So
2: I do c- think youth is important there, though. Yeah, to yeah. have a young, and I, I know we're running long on this segment, but you've brought up the, uh, what's his the the Michigan guy a few times. I'm warming up to that a lot. Dax Hill. Dax Hill. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, I think he's a really good player
1: and you could find, again, find ways to use him. He's, he'd be a chess piece. Um, oh, he'll play a lot of things. He'll do a lot of things for you. Yeah, absolutely. But that's our, that's our rundown on the roster. I mean, it's, there's not a ton of holes. There aren't, you know, I think, I think, Right now, safety and wide receiver are the two biggest.
2: Agreed. Agreed. I mean, holes are a pretty strong term. I mean, could they line up and play with their safeties and receivers? I don't think they can right now, but there's a lot of resources between now and then to get there. Yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. Uh, We're going to take a break when we come back. Mel Kuyper's updated his big board. Uh, I thought we'd go over that and see who's moving up, who's moving down. We'll do that when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation
0: Radio. Life's an adventure and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help.